Morbidly Beautiful presents a horror interview podcast hosted by Brody Hubbard. You have entered the chamber. And as Lil Budang sings us in with the theme song, Itching for the Blood, I want to wish you a happy new year on behalf of myself and the Morbidly Beautiful Network. You've entered the chamber for the first time in 2024. And my first guests in this new year are John Rain and Joe Sabatino. Rain is the award-winning director and writer of Finding Purpose, The Road to Redemption, as well as Snuff, Diary of a Serial Killer, Exorcism of the Seventh Demon, and Blood Woods. And Joe Sabatino, besides being a good guy I'm friends with, is also a producer, writer, and actor whose genre fans would have seen in things like The Ring, X-Files, Charmed. And, yes, he was a Batman supervillain henchman. And while we'll have some fun talking about their past projects, what we're really here to chat about today is Vampire Penance, The Atonement of John Wolfe. It's a vampire movie coming out, and there's an Indiegogo that you can be a part of. And now we welcome John and Joe into the chamber. Let's let's hit record and talk about it. Okay, <laughs> okay let me... Let me... John wrote the script. Not only did he write the script, he came up with this idea. And here's the shocker. First of all, it blew me away. But, John, I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm in the movie theater. And I'm watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, the last one that just came out. And I come out of the movie theater, and I have to dial John right away. And I go, John, John. You're not going to believe this. And he goes, Joe, what's that? What's that? And I said, the Lance of Destiny. (laughs) Steven Spielberg is using it. It's in his movie. He ripped us off. (laughs) He goes, I don't think he ripped us off. But so the point is, John just came up with such an iconic take on this whole, you know, vampire lore that when I read it, I just said, Wow, this is this is this is gonna make noise and it's tremendous. I mean, picture opening up a thriller with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can get any more powerful than that. Yeah. John, so, what 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 drew drew you to, to the vampire mythos? I mean, and what draws people do you think to um not only that mythos, but sympathizing with the vampire you know i i this is a a a, 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 a atonement tale right and um yeah let me let me let me touch on some things that joe just talked about though um i did originally come up with the idea oh years ago like 28 30 years ago i wrote a script uh that involved two people basically um and i named it evergreen is the blood evergreen meaning everlasting and i thought that's kind of like the vampire blood. It's everlasting. It's eternal. So that's how I came up with that. So th- that script had sat for years and years and years. And I was looking for something to do over COVID. And I thought this would be perfect because it involved two people. I'm not going to try to drag this on, but it's important because uh, when I filmed it, I didn't like it. I actually filmed Evergreen is the Blood. And I filmed it twice. 
And I hooked up with a good friend of mine, uh, Mark Weiss, who Joe also is very good friends with for many, many years. And uh, he took a liking to it and the script started evolving. I knew we were lacking a lot in the script. So I had another friend of mine who is a historian and an author. And I came up with this concept of what you see now. But Joe Sabatino played an intricate part into getting the script to where it is now. He is an award-winning writer, producer. His show, uh, Necessary Roughness, was amazing. And so when Joe came on and he took an interest in this, I was overwhelmed because here, here's a guy that's Hollywood. This, this is Mr. Hollywood right here. Uh, and for him to take an interest and come in and help me refine this and to get it to where it is today, I can't just sit here and say, hey, I wrote the script. Yeah, I came up with the ideas. I, I came up with the concepts, but there were so many people involved to research and help write this thing to where it had come today. Now, back to your original question, I didn't want just an ordinary slasher vampire horror film. I wanted something that would be different, that would challenge the beliefs of the vampire lore that we knew in the Western culture. I also wanted to redefine the vampires. You just asked me, what, what do I think of a vampire? I don't know yet because it's a mythical creature. Is it a demon? Is it a possessed soul? What is a vampire? So when I started researching all of this, I started to get some answers that I thought we could incorporate into our script. And that is one of redemption. And I think regardless of what you think a vampire is, I believe it's a lost soul that can be brought back. And uh, that's that's what this story is all about. It's a very powerful story of uh, elements of, of religion, elements of the demon, elements of the vampire lore that we've re kind of reconstructed. Yeah, and that's a, a great uh, point as far as um, not only do you have vampire mythos, but, um, you know, religious horror, horror with religious themes, um, always uh, exciting and and add uh, something, I think, extra um, gravitas to it. Uh, Joe, mm -hmm. is that what attracted you to the story as well? Well, you know, first of all, when I worked with Roger Corman, right, and I've done you know, one, two, three, four films with Roger over the years. And John, gosh, I, I don't want to embarrass him, but <laughs> I don't know how many, John, you made it, I think John's done probably 27 feature films, you know, in in this low budget, you know, genre, yeah. which I love because I, I just love that campy style to it and, and really gritty feel. And, but he's won, I don't know, 18 awards. So quite a big list. 29. Yeah, to <laughs> me, if I was in the major leagues and I got up 27 times and hit the ball 18, well, I'm a million dollar player. I'm a yeah. star. So <laughs> that's the way I looked at John. He's totally, he totally has this this genre and and this niche down. And that's why, you know, we're super excited. But what really drew me to this script 
was when I read it, John and uh, his writing, his his research, uh, generally she and Wolf, Harry, right? Yeah. But what they did was they combined fact with fiction, and they kind of wove it like, you know, is all of this true? But no, this all can't, this can't be true. But we're in a new day today, and now people are going to look up the Lance of Destiny. People are going to look up Adolf Hitler. Was he searching for the Lance of Destiny? People are going to research um, General George Patton. He was looking for the Lance of Destiny. And all of these true life factual events happened, and now we're weaving it into vampire lore. I just. I just think it's it's something that just hasn't been done. And we're like John said, we're gonna really, you know, people are gonna going to question, wait a minute, that that kind of sounds plausible. Wait a minute, that that really does sound true. So we're really going, you know, fact and fiction, it's it's kind of blurring those lines. And that's why I, that's what really caught me. And like John said, it's not your typical slasher, you know, blood. I mean, there's such a profound story here that it makes it just really cool. And I think it, and I think in reading it, it has that Raiders of the Lost Ark feel where it's this, this adventure that we're going on. And, you know, vampire hunters from around the world. And as John always knows, this is the first of a trilogy. And we're going to time travel, and we're going on our next picture. We're going to be over at Scott in Scotland. We have a castle waiting for us. We've got, oh gosh, two, three hundred uh, medieval uh, equestrians that put on these medieval shows that are dying to work in the film. So we got some really exciting stuff ahead. Very wonderful. Where are you at in terms of both um, production and and with the Indiegogo aspect with the fundraising? Sure. John, you want me to just take this real quick? Yeah, please do. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So, so with Indiegogo, you know, we all got together and it was maybe a week or two before Christmas. And we said, you know, we should launch an Indiegogo campaign. And we all were like, hey, that's kind of cool. Let's do it. We went on Indiegogo and we we're like, wow, this is really cool how they're doing it. And we launched our campaign and maybe it's destiny. The Lance of Destiny, the Destiny of Vampire Pants, <laughs> who knows? But we launched it, I would say, a week or two ago. And we also, John, uh, because with being, a, you know, just a wonderful writer, an award-winning director, producer, he's also an acclaimed artist. And he put together this Vampire Penance magazine which is a monthly magazine subscription. So what we did was we put that up on Indiegogo with our content and whatnot. And all you have to do is search Vampire Penance on Indiegogo. It will take you right to our, you know, our, uh, our one pager there. And we put it up like a week and a half ago. We're trending on Indiegogo. We're in first position. We've been in first position. And we've already had, oh gosh, about 180 people already give their emails, sign up for the monthly magazine of Vampire Penance. 
and that keeps the community and the fan base just you know in in know of what's going on and and in addition to that we're running a worldwide actor search for six parts in the film and it's when people sign up for the magazine that allows them to be in the vampire community and they can vote when the auditions come in they're going to be voting so the community is actually going to be voting for who's in the movie so anyone out there that sees this if you you know ever had dreams or aspirations of being an actor and being in a, a thriller or a movie horror film well vampire penance is the place for you do the audition and let the audience decide so it's kind of cool yeah nice little interactive uh uh, a part of that so yeah. which which i think is a, an interesting and great thing that's happening in independent filmmaking and fundraising um right. with with folks um yeah even bidding on on cameos in in pictures and things like that and uh the directors and writers being able to skillfully weave them into the narrative um which is well i think i think that's one of the the reason well it is the main reason i decided to go with the fundraising campaign because we've been working on the project for about three and a half years coming up. And we've had producers interested in coming on board. But one of the big things is when you have producers on board, they wanna come in and start directing you and telling you what to do and changing things. And I didn't feel that I wanted to do that. There's nothing wrong with getting a producer to come in and you know for your first film and get you out there. But I've been doing films for 30 plus years, you know, with bubble gum and, and coat hangers and duct tape and, and making things happen. So this was kind of like my big hurrah and I didn't wanna, I didn't want it stomped on. So everybody kind of agreed, yeah, let's go this way. This is a good story. Let's let's not dilute it anyway. Well, I, I, Brody, I forgot to tell you, one of the other things that fascinated me about John was you know, when we, we first got to know each other, John, because he is an acclaimed artist, he's so super talented with what he can create. And we were looking, you know, we were talking about Vampire Penance, and he says, Joe, can I send you a couple of things that, you know, I've done, you know, in my basement? And I <laughs> said, yeah, sure. Now, I've been on major motion pictures. You know whether it's the batman movies or whatever and john is he makes he's such a talented miniature model maker he's such a ta he's so talented in visual effects practical effects makeup and when he sent me this stuff i i said to my buddy mark i said are you kidding me with this guy and he goes what what's the matter what's the matter i go this guy should be working and heading up the Warner Brothers art department. <laughs> I mean, look at the things that he's doing. And and he's got videos of actual miniatures that he's done. And then at the end of it, you know, he films it and then he walks in and you realize, oh my gosh, it's a miniature where it's either raining or snowing or, and I just go, I, I cannot believe the detail and he's so super talented on the computer with AI and everything that, you know, what we're going to do here and produce here, I think is going to make a lot of noise 
and we're going to do some really great things. So that's why, you know, and I told John, I think, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? I said, John, I got to be honest with you. I was excited about Necessary Roughness. I was excited about when we got nominated <laughs> for the Golden Globe. I was excited yeah. about winning the Voice Awards, whatever. I said, I got to tell you, I'm more excited about what we're doing here in mm. Pennsylvania because we have not only do we have just a great producing team, we've got a great crew, we've got a great cinematographer, but we've got the whole town of Sharon, Pennsylvania, eager to support us in this. So how can you really miss? Mm. And yep. an excellent cast as well. We, I, uh, Joe, you and I were talking about about some of them. Let's let's first talk about um, John. If you want to tell me a little bit about the the title role there of, of who we got for John Wolf. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he he was a huh? Dickens to get a hold of. Oh boy! You know, all he was about was money, Eva. and Total he wanted Eva. to make sure he had his own trailer out there. So after severe, you know, <laughs> battles going back and forth, we finally negotiated a deal to get <laughs> Joe Sabatino involved with this picture. Oh god! So we're really fortunate. <laughs> and and you know what? I'm hoping that I could grow a beard, go tea like you, John, or a beard like you, Brody, for the part. I'm trying. <laughs> Well, we, well, when Joe was talking about it, uh, I said to him, I said, I see you as John Wolf," And he's like, what? I said, I do. I see you in this role. And I just know what Joe's going to bring uh, to this film is going to be astronomical. Mm -hmm. uh, he's such a talented actor. He's, he's such a wonderful guy, as you can tell right now. He's got this energy that you want to feed off of. And as being kind of my mentor, that's what he does with me. Like, I'll bring him something. I'll go, what do you think of this? And he'll go, oh, that's really good. But what if we, you know, we add this to it or we tip it this way or the guy falls down the stairs and then instead of getting stabbed, he stabs somebody else. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So, you know, I go back and I rewrite and come back. So he's been really instrumental in, in really building the storyline and keeping us all motivated. Excellent. I, I, I know that, um, Joe, like I've seen a lot of your clips um on your reel and then you know there's just some major works you've been in we talked a little bit about in the intro um and i just always anytime batman comes up i like to tell you know people like you know it's so funny that i i've got a friend who's been a, a henchman <laughs> well not only not only a henchman but actually arnold's right hand guy where when arnold played mr freeze I was frosty, which was an experience unto itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you've been on some sets. You've been on some fun sets. Yeah, couple, couple. <laughs> um, and and not not a stranger to horror at all. I mean, The Ring and um, even some some television properties like Charmed. Right. Which which is kind of in the the zeitgeist again because of Shannon Doherty. Sure. Talking about some of those times. <laughs> um, oh yeah. On her podcast. Mm -hmm. so. You got you got to know too. My uh, my wife is Filipino, so when I first met Joe, come, I I wasn't familiar who Joe was uh, until we got into it. And then I was like, oh yeah, but my wife knew who he was. She goes, <laughs> I know him, and I said, how do you know him? Well, Joe had done these pictures over in the Philippines, I'm, so all of her family yeah. stuff knew who Joe Sabatino uh -huh. was. Oh yeah, yeah. Over in the film, but 
And, you know, talk about great experiences. Wow. I mean, Filipino people are just just an amazing culture. I, I lived in Italy and I was like, oh, the Italian people are great. No, go to the Philippines. You'll feel at home. Trust me. Very wonderful. Um, and then do you have, I, I thought I had seen a, a name that I was familiar with, um, Deborah Lamb? Oh, yeah. Deborah, Deborah and I go back uh, quite a few years. Yeah. We're really was, good friends. She was in Teacher Shortage, um, which my friend Troy Escamilla wrote and directed, and we had had oh. him in the chamber. Um, so that that had that had Brink Stevens and Tamara Glenn in it, and and Julianne Prescott and um, a bunch of good folks. Um, I know she just she the most recent one she did was Finding Nicole, and uh, apparently that's taking all kinds of awards right now. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's great that you know there is such a um, th there's the very much tight knit aspects of of the horror community, and then even folks who don't know each other initially, it turns out you know. You can do the yeah. degrees of separation and and find out who's connected. So, um, yeah. Well, Deborah's Deborah's a, a wonderful talent, and she's been in quite a few you know low budget films, but she's been in a few big ones also. But she's got such a a big heart and a caring personality. People fall in love with her, and she's got friends all over the place, and she's been instrumental in also helping me you know uh, get connected with certain aspects of Hollywood. Yeah. Um, something we've talked about on this show before, and um, Joe, you and I had had kind of touched upon um, off camera recently, was just the the ever-changing world of distribution. And, and I was wondering if, if either or both of you could kind of speak on that. Um, sure. I've had Joe sure. Castro on the show, who Joe Castro has been very outspoken about some of the problems with film distribution. Um, yeah, ways it's opening yeah. up streaming, and then in in other ways, you know, there are people finding new kind of challenges with 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 the streaming model. But yeah, I would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, John, do you want me, you want me to just feel this? Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Okay, yes. so uh, yeah, distribution obviously that's the lifeblood of a picture, and this is one of the reasons what we're doing because you know having been involved in. You know the entertainment industry for 30 years and, and john being involved in it for so long we we're like you know hollywood hollywood is changing and the tentpole pictures right now i mean it, it's kind of a dying model and today it's really all about community and that's why what we want to do is we're really reinventing or reimagining movie making and we're doing it in such a way that it's really this immersive experience with our community, with our fans, where, you know, with getting that community by having the, you know, the monthly magazine and at the rate of which everybody is, you know, giving their emails and signing on for our free magazine subscription, the Vampire Penance, we're growing this community. And now with, with the actors in the acting contest to get parts on it, what they do then is they share their audition with their friends and say, hey, go vote for me. So we're just growing this community on a worldwide basis. And we really have, you know, a three or four prong approach to distribution. And one is, you know, within the community to grow it in the community. Number two is we give out these perks and with these perks, people who want to be, 
you know, directors, producers, writers, makeup people, you know, there's this networking effect that is out there and we're taking full advantage of it by opening up our doors to everyone and bringing everyone in. And it's amazing how, and we've all been in, in this business for a while that, you know, who knows who, that knows who, that knows who, that knows who. So you have that networking effect. Then also there's obviously the film festivals and we're going to, you know, exploit that. And then, you know, lastly, there's, you know, we look at it this way, lastly is traditional distribution. So, you know, that's, you know, there's a number of different ways that we're going to distribute this, uh, you know, and now with the advent of streamers coming on, it, it makes it more flexible. And what we're doing, which is, you know, we, we've got we've got some real great surprises in how we're interfacing and interacting with corporate America through what we call these team builders, because John will be the first one to attest that you can't make a movie without a good team. And his team, they've been with him 15, 20 years making movies. So we have a rock solid team. And what we're going to be doing for corporate America is we're going to be offering these two day team building events and workshops where they're going to come on the set and John's going to be directing and he's actually going to be showing these corporate executives how movies are made and how we can't not but have a team because if we don't have a team, we're not making a good picture. And even John said, he goes, we'll put them in the scene and we'll <laughs> actually shoot them. And if, you know, if they're good enough, you know, we'll say, hey, do you want to be in a movie? So, what well, you know, we always say, we can't promise that we're going to win an Oscar, but what we can promise all of corporate America that gets involved with our team building event, that it'll be an experience that they'll never forget. And that's mm -hmm. what we promise. Excellent. John, what, what is a set that you're in charge of look like and feel like? What, what, what is, what's the kind of the mood, the atmosphere on, on your sets? Um, <clears throat> well, I'm kind of a different person on set than I am here. I'm a little <laughs> bit more uh, of a general uh, commanding the troops. But our sets are, are warm, friendly sets. Um, and we work with professional people that understand the workings of a set. So I take a lot of input when I'm shooting scenes. And I flush that all out a lot. Like I go in with my vision, because obviously I have a vision as the director. But, you know, I have so many aspects of the shoot that I'm looking at that sometimes it gets convoluted and you miss things. You miss sometimes simple things. And somebody might say something that, that sparks me and goes, oh my God, yeah, let's do that. And I've been, I've been kind of the one that will go off script and start shooting something totally different than what we had wrote just simply because it's better. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make this film as big as we can. So, yeah, it's 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 fun. It's it's laid back, um, but we get the job done. Yeah, and what I'm hearing is it sounds like you are um, a very collaborative person, um, despite being a, a a general and being um, somebody <laughs> who excels in these various aspects that you you know you clearly can handle yourself and have 
been doing so on, you know, for, for several well, yeah, that Yeah, I'm very collaborative. Um, I, I love to have people give me their input and their ideas um, because anybody that says they're making a movie by themselves is whacked. And the, it's a total team effort. But there is rules to the game, you know, as, like with a director. You don't want to be on set and have somebody breaking the flow of what's happening while you're filming or directing. Um, I And I always tell everybody that's there, if you have an opinion, you have an idea, you wait till the breaks and you contact me and you come over and that's when we discuss that. Never when we're just there putting everything together. And, uh, you know, it's not film anymore, so it's all digital. So we can take as long as we want and as many takes as we want. So, yeah, it's it's different beasts that way. Yeah, that's that's another thing that has definitely opened up. Um, but, you know, we, we did talk about the um, internet community aspect of it and being able to kind of source uh, talent and fundraising and things like that. But, but even aesthetically, you know, um, you've seen both of you the evolution in you know from film to i guess more high you know high high quality digital um i think back to like when robert rodriguez first filmed once upon a time in mexico and i believe that was like one of the first hd video feature films if I, if i'm not mistaken yeah when when dslrs became really available that's when everybody decided they were going to make movies you know <laughs> everybody started popping up <laughs> hey hey john we just yeah. we just had a really really great actor <clears throat> that came aboard why don't you share uh mike ferguson. oh my god yeah mike well, ferguson listen to this listen to yeah, yeah mike ferguson and i have been friends on facebook for probably three and a half years and i'm going to say this out there mike and i didn't start off on the best of terms um but we became very good friends afterwards and i've always told mike how great of an actor i thought he really was and when he was doing things you know even three years ago you know he was kind of like a, a diamond hidden in the rough and people weren't really appreciating his full potential I saw his full potential immediately in what he was doing. And he has grown so much in the three years that I've known him that when I talked with him just a week ago, I said, am I going to be able to afford you? And he was like, come on, John. And I was like, okay, cool. So I said, I really want you in this film and I'm going to write you in bigger. Because when we first started this three years ago, he had a small part that I was going to put him in and i just see him really adding so much to this film that we're going to reinvent his character a little bit and and bring him in not only for this film but for the other two so i'm very excited to have mike on board he's going to bring so much to this film it's it's crazy yeah and and what's cool is you know mike is one of those guys very entrepreneurial and and his following i, I was blown away with his following right yeah got you know two three four five million followers well he also does those uh those things on youtube with a couple of the producers and they get 25 million views um so he's got a big following but he's such a nice guy he's and he's a true guy he's, he's got a big heart also even though he won't tell you he does he does <laughs>
The film is Vampire Penance, The Atonement of John Wolfe. Uh, if you go to Indiegogo and you search that uh, title, also in the episode description, you can find the link to that. Um, I want to thank John Rain and Joe Sabatino for entering the chamber today. Thank you, Brody. Thanks, Thank Joe. you, Brody. Had a, had a wonderful time, man. Wonderful, wonderful. program. Thank you so much.